Good afternoon. Welcome to The Family with Saul Jackson and Jessica. And Jessica Jackson. We're here for this year's in podcast. And quite frankly, we didn't even know we would be here together recording this podcast. Yeah, we are. So let's get on with it. But we are. So we will get on with it, as my wife says. So we're here today to talk about the Christmas holiday and the history behind the Christmas holiday. Wow, the history behind the Christmas holiday, which is a, a holy day that is supposed to be talking about Christ. It's, it is. Instead of Santa Claus? It is. But let's get down to the history. The first Christmas ever celebrated as a denoted federal holiday was in 1870. 1870. It made it, the feds made it a, a federal holiday across the whole state? The whole country? Across the whole country, yes. The whole country is supposed to celebrate this holy day. And it is also closely related to the Scandinavian holiday, Norse, celebrated Yule on December 21st, which denotes the winter solstice, and in which the people will feast in front of a burning log, which will take up to 12 days to burn, and the Norse believe that each spark that comes from the fire will be a new pig or calf born during the upcoming year. What? I mean, I hear all that. And that all sounds good and all. It all sounds very festive, but me personally, I don't describe. Because how I see that is just uh, another mechanism for paganism. Yes, speaking of which, it is also related to the holiday of Santeria. The Santeria? Santeria, sorry. Santeria. Yes. That, not, is, not the Santa Santer- Marta. Yeah. Santeria, what? La. Santeria. La. Which is celebrated in Rome. In this holiday, Autern honors Saturn, the god of agriculture. Ah, Saturn, huh? In the beginning weeks leading up to the winter solstice, continuing for a full moon, Santerilla was the heroine of the time when food and drink was plentiful and Rome socialites uh, for the whole month would honor their slaves and pass out food amongst the peasants of the city. What? The Santerilla passed out food amongst their slaves? And the peasants of the city for up to a month. Wow. And even the so-called Christians didn't even do that back in the great slave trade. I I guess not. I guess not. <coughs> I guess not indeed. And we will ask the question that begs to differ. Was Jesus really born on Christmas Day? Wow. That's the topic for nearly another day. But, since we are in the Christmas time, I guess it's the topic for today. It is. Absolutely. Now, I, I don't know really what day he was actually born on. And to tell you the truth, I guess only God, Mary, 
And maybe Joseph knows what actually day he was born on. So the rest of it is all speculations at this point. Right, you are correct. Unfortunately, the Bible does not mention the actual date of Jesus' birth. It sure doesn't. I've read that thing through and through almost 20, 20, 30 times. Although some evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring because why would shepherds be herding in the middle of winter? They wouldn't. Well, I beg to differ on that because sheep need to eat all the time. So they're going to need to eat the summer or the winter they're time. They're not going to, they wouldn't travel that far in the winter. Pope Julius the first chose December 25th. And it is commonly believed that the church chose this date in effort to adopt and absorb the tri- traditions of the pagans Santerilla festival. First calling it the Feast of the Nativity. Then the custom spread through Egypt in 432 and England by the end of the 6th century. By the end of the 8th century, well, that's the a- Christmas celebration had spread to Scandinavia. Go well, ahead. That, that sounds all good and well, but I can almost guarantee you that there was no food at, Chris- at Jesus' nativity. When he was born, nobody brought him no food. They brought him frankincense gold and myrrh and you don't even see nobody sharing a slice of bread with them (laughs) so I don't know where they said they got together and had this feast when Jesus was born when according to popular belief he was born in a manger because there wasn't no room at the end what you can't have a feast because he wasn't even in a hotel to have access to the banquet rooms to have this party. Did you know about the Christmas that was canceled? They, these people were canceling Christmas all the time, to tell you the truth about it. They're canceling Christmas every time they support Santa Claus over Christ Mass. Right. But in the early 17th century, a religious wave took Europe. Oliver Cromwell and his Puritans in England in 1645 vowed that England would be a dedicated effort and they decided to cancel Christmas in opposition and supporting of England during the war. Well, let me ask you a question. Where are you getting this information from? It's all readily available. All readily available. Where are you citing this information? From the World Wide Web. The WWW? Yeah. Well, that's good and all, I guess. Considering that most of these people who put stuff on the WWW may have done some research and done some findings and brought these conclusions together. But... um, Every year they cancel Christmas. Every year. For one, just here in America, many people are, don't even celebrate Christmas. They celebrate uh, Hanukkah. They celebrate Kwanzaa. They celebrate uh, the Yuletide, the Yuletide log. And uh, our, our culture here is really diverse in America to where there's a lot of mixed uh, families to where you know a lot of different cultures intermingling in, in, in one place 
gives a wide, robust range of different practices, if you will. And we just scratching the surface on what I would consider mediocre good practice to the pagan practices of uh, things like winter solstice where they, they put forth sacrifices and whatnot. Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, it was because all these different people from different backgrounds were commingling that the adoption of the Christmas holiday during the time right after the winter solstice, you know, was to embrace and rid the uh, current population of them celebrating pagan holidays and making their sacrifices. Would you would you say it worked? I mean, would you personally, Jessica, would you say that this worked over... See, we are now in uh, 2019. And it's so about 150 years since about it was 150 years ago, as right. a federal holiday. Right. Do you think it squashed out all the other paganism and all the other practices like uh, Wicca and the Santa Marta or any of the other ones. I mean, you still even got um, people practicing other rites and rituals too. Correct. But I believe the purpose was, of course, to try to eradicate um, the different pagan practices and move more people towards the church, which in respects to actual numbers of the people practicing the pagan religion back then and people practicing the pagan religion now, I believe it's greatly decreased and it's more along the lines of everybody celebrates Christmas, although some cultural backgrounds have different takes on it just depending on where the people originated. So I believe it worked to some extent, yes. But in that extent of working, I think the pagan holidays, you know, actually married into the Christmas holidays, such as with the tree and whatnot. There is so many more pagan holidays that people are unaware about, but that is definitely celebrated in America because, for one, there is, uh, I mean, hey... Let me be the first to let you know, I don't have a problem with uh, the people who celebrate Wicca, but they celebrate, they have their own holiday system, and they have their own practices, and some of their practices and some of their rituals line up in accordance with the practice of any Judeo-Christian uh, set to this very day. And I think that is extremely dangerous. What do you think? I do because a lot of people are unaware of the spirits they're calling forth within their celebration of mingled holidays. I think they also are unaware about the different prophecies that they are also self-fulfilling when such things are practiced. When such things are practiced in that arena, it's like you are fulfilling the prophecy on certain things. And, and 
even in Wicca, some of that stuff is really practiced in the rites. But enough about the Wiccas, because they're, you know, they their belief is do no harm and, you know, there be no harm. What I'm really talking about, which are the dangerous ones, are basically the ones of the elites. When they're practicing just right out Satanism. That's when it can be very dangerous because you got all these holidays commingling and you are mixing holy days with devil days, basically. And this is where the world is at, whether they want to accept it or not. You got the, the spiritual elements commingling and one can't readily tell if it's basic yin and yang. Or if it's just uh, chaos. <laughs> what do you? What is your take on it, Jessica? Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say it would be either to the extreme. I think my previous statement holds. Your previous statement holds that it's done some good. That the reconstruction of said people's done some good to alleviate the paganism that is indwelling in basic all mankind? Correct. Alright. I mean, hey. I can agree. I mean, I'm sure if, they were, if people were able to uh, practice full Satanism, the world would be in a, uh, definitely a worse place. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. So there is some sort of balance, and I do think it's a a, a straight yin and yang balance, uh, to where the the light and the dark is really balancing out, uh, in the, the end of this uh, twenty nineteen. Now, what you could get in twenty twenty is a is an even balance of yin and yang through that whole next decade because everybody will have that balance of light and dark. I mean, I know I got light and dark. I'm not going to lie to y'all and tell you all this other BS about oh, how good I am and all this other nonsense because I ain't no good sometimes. So, it is what it is. I'm going to just keep it real. You know, and tell you that, hey, everything is not peaches and cream. And, uh, you can see that with the, all the conquests that was made over the, the thousands of years, uh, with, uh, all throughout all those centuries. And here we are now in 2019. And I really think we're just dealing with the aftermath of that. Which makes me think of uh, that, you know, that rapper, Ice, you know, Ice Cube, you know. You know, you got to deal with the aftermath, you know. You know, it's like, you know, you plant a seed and then you watch it grow. If someone is doing rituals, basically, they do the ritual and then they wait and see what happens afterwards. Now sometimes. I think they do many rituals. And they don't really 
have the patience to wait and see how it manifests. But that's a whole topic for a whole nother day. We're talking about Christmas. And in the Christmas season, the, the manifestation was Christ, which is the Son of God. So when you think of manifestations, you got to also think of all the rituals that went before it that did that manifestation. You got to think about all the, the sacrificial ceremonies that the, the Judeo-Christians practice, all the, the practices that the Jews and the, the Israelites practice, and you get that real good heritage behind that, and then you know from where your power dwells. What was your take on it? Um, my take in the whole thing is the Christmas holidays are riddled with old traditions and vestiges that need to be thoroughly researched, I think, before people actually just go into the practice not knowing what they're practicing and what they're calling forth because the people that used to practice them these things they did these customs and had a riddling of different beliefs that went along with them that still carry power to this day when people try to call forth the same spirits and practice them the traditions and ignorance. That's yeah, that all is true. But it makes me think about this this um the spirit of Christmas and how the spirit of Christmas many people sense it and many people can feel it and there are many people who just can't feel it and many people who just can't sense it. But the real question is, I think, is what really is this spirit of Christmas? Who is this spirit of Christmas? And these are the real things that that one must reflect on is, is you know, when, when you're in contact with spirits and you call it forth the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christmas, the Spirit of Jesus, or any other spirit you want to call forth. You really got to be aware of what is this spirit and who is this spirit coming from. And I consider this uh, on a day-to-day -day basis because there's spirits running around this place all day and every day. This is a, a wonderful earth we live in and... And, uh, yeah, it may seem real natural, but it is very spiritual. And, uh, you really have to realize that in your everyday, in your everyday life. That's why St. Paul said it is easier to live in the spirit than it is to live in the flesh. Because when you live in the spirit, you can see the different spiritual dynamics that go unseen from moment to moment. And it's really from moment to moment. Versus from day to day. It's really from moment to moment. 
the energies of the spirit is really moment to moment. It's like seconds. Uh, you know, it can happen. It happens throughout every second because in some ways the universe is kind of driven that way by all of us being in this one universe, having our own little worlds going on at the same time in this one planet. It's uh, Seven Worlds, One Planet. There's a documentary about this on uh, the BBC. Actually, it's pretty nice. It's about these just different aspects of different parts of the world. Each continent. Each continent, or how you know all the continents are spread apart, and and uh, how different continents have their own essence, if you will. But yet, how they all came from one. And yet, how they all came from one. I was Which getting there. Which is a great dichotomy of the spiritual realm. Which is a good dichotomy of the spiritual realm. Yet and still, the parallels of just that. Line seven worlds, one planet is really it, it holds more true in the spirit world because, uh, in the spirit world, it is like seven different spiritual worlds that you can jump in and out of and, and be well with your own reality. And I think that Christmas and Different holy days is a, a, a great setup for stepping into that spiritual realm. Uh, because the, the, the veil of the day is very thin. Which is to say the, the day is already hollowed out throughout, throughout time. It's already like these, these, it's nothing we can do or some, nothing that we can't do to get to, to be outside of those those senses of holy days because we're all in all on one planet so whether one person celebrate Hanukkah the next person celebrate Christmas what you're going to really find is both of those sets or religions or practices intersect with each other and you're basically practicing the same thing, which is a basic, old, ancient practice of ether manipulation. I mean, you're, you're becoming yourself. This is the same thing that the, the pharaohs practiced in ancient times. It's the, it's the, the basic same thing, the same principle. And this is why they were so inept in getting in and out of different spiritual realities. So I'm all for Egyptology because it's really the root of, of heritage and culture because of the of the originating of of the land masses is the center land mass if all the continents were together it'll be right in the center you got any ideas Jessica no you've kind of 
digressed into like a different subject. So. Well, that's it's my podcast. Correct. So yeah, absolutely. I'm just stepping back on. This you one. stepping back on this one? Well, you know, sometimes people gotta step back on things. You know, I'm just spitting off the cuff. I'm just saying that uh, practicing things without the understanding of of those things can be real uh, dangerous because you really don't know what you're really practicing. All this stuff has been well intermingled and uh, during this Christmas season, I think that it's uh, being greatly unraveled because of the a great sense of awareness amongst a great amount of people. Oh, it looks like I just got an email. My baby's over here playing Tetris, which is all, oh, oh no, little boxes. Uh, you know, it's a game with numbers, and uh, you just move these little boxes around, made of ticky tackies, <laughs> and they all look just the same. So, just like just like the freaking song says, there are green ones, there are red ones. It's from that show, uh, that show, uh, Weez that came on back in like 2011 with, uh, that dude from 40 Year Old Version, which is a pretty funny actor, actually. He also is in that new show, uh, A Million Little Things. Which is a very good show. Me and my baby, we've been watching that show. A Million Little Things, you know. I don't know if anybody else out there in the audience is a Million Little Things watcher, but hey, I can't tell you what time it comes on. I don't know. I stream it. Uh, but it's on TV. You know what day it comes on TV, babe? I believe it's on Sundays on ABC. I have no idea. Check your local listings. Sundays on ABC. Check your local listings. A Million Little Things. And if anybody from A Million Little Things is listening to this podcast, I will be able to do more commercials for you if you want. Just contact me at my email address or contact me on the podcast. So yeah, it's Christmas time, everybody. The time of joy and cheer. It's time to ring in the new year. It's going to be 2020. I hope everybody has a splendid year and uh, we we keep learning everything and we keep doing good the best we can and you know it's going to be a great year. I'm having a cup of tea right now. Got this old Tension Tamer tea and Zen. Yeah, I rocks those teas. I drink that coffee too, but you know, that tension tamer, you know, I be having my muscles be all tight. That tension tamer just be like, boom, it just get it. And it be alright. Y'all should try that. You can get that at the, your local grocery store. I, I recommend that to anybody. It's by Celestial Seasonings. It's by Celestial Seasonings. Uh, uh, Tash or Hash don't have that. The other one. I can't remember. It's called Stash. Oh, Stash. My bad. All I saw was hash on that one. 
And which proves sometimes you only see what you want. That's right. So, you know, yeah, that tension tamer tea is real good. It really helps your muscles, helps them relax, and takes out all the tension. And uh, I recommend you have a cup of that every day. And uh, it, it'd be real good for you. I'm supposed to drink it every day. If I drink it every day, it'll be much better. I used to drink it every day, but, you know, sometimes I don't have tea and, you know, this, that, and the other. So I don't have it. Oh, well. But, yeah, I've, I've been rocking this Zen tea, too, because it's real robust but has a smooth uh, flavor, you know. And uh, just, you know. By Tezo. By who? Tezo. Tezo? Yes, Tezo. See, I mix them up. I, I don't. I don't really have no, no, uh, no particular one that you know I'm gonna like. It's just one could be by Tezo, one could be by Celestial, whatever I forget. Celestial seasonings. Celestial seasonings, and the other one could be by uh, Stash or or Lipton. Old school. I got a big up to Lipton out there. My parents still. Make Lipton tea. And I keep telling them that Lipton tea probably haven't been real tea for a long time. So not a shout out to Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lipton can take it how they want it. It's basically advertising how they say it. Every time you say their name, they're going to be like, oh, that's a plug for us. But we're not working for Lipton nor Stash nor Tazo, nor Celestial Seasonings, nor anybody else brand unless they send me a check. And as of right now, they have not. So, I still recommend that Tension Tamer Tea for your body and your health and your mind and for relaxation. Because it's a good tea. Good tea right there. What you playing right now? What's this game called? The same thing that you call Tiki Tacky Little Boxes, which is not the name of the game. What is the name of the game? It is called Squares. Squares! Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they're definitely called Squares. I like to see people playing these little games on their phone because they be, really be looking at it. And you'd be on the train or you'd be, you know, walking down the street and they'd be playing, you know, Bejeweled and, and, and the Candy Crushes and the, the boxes here. Uh, baby, like the texture. She had freaking uh, Mario on here. And then she had Sonic. She took Sonic off. I don't know why Sonic got I didn't that. take Sonic off. Sonic is on the phone still? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. She got the Sonic on there still, so that's cool. And, uh, I mean, I like Sonic. I think I'm going to go see that movie. That movie looked tight. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And it got freaking Jim Carrey in it. Most people don't think Jim Carrey is funny, but I think he's funny. I mean, I, I like Jim Carrey in The Mask. He was, he was pretty good, even in uh, uh, The Pet Detective. You know, he was... He was that was real comedy. And then you think about his old stuff from like, you know, In Living Color. I, I, mean, I don't know how we, how we got to Jim Carrey, but okay. We got to Jim Carrey by Christmas. Jim Carrey is a famous Christmas 
actor. He's been in a lot of Christmas movies okay, too. As long as you can link it in. Anyway, I can link we anything. Can probably in. like draw this to a close about now. Nah, it's gotta be like uh, like forty minutes. Yeah, to make a really good podcast. I mean, you know, it's gotta be a really good podcast. Be like forty minutes. Give people something to listen to. They can listen to us. You know, I guess you know talks. I my baby like to talk smack to me. You know. But she's not talking smack right now, which is something. But maybe that's for the next episode. I'm I'm okay with that, too. I mean, I'm just, you know, making podcasts, trying to... I wanted to make it last week, but this is the first time I can get my baby to talk on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, she said she was going to record it on Christmas. But we didn't actually get it recorded because we were doing other things. And, uh... We just didn't get it done. And I'm trying the next year, trying to get this done every once a week. At least once a week. You know, with or without Jessica being uh, the co's anchor. Because she's like the co-anchor of the show. Unless I have another co-star or co-anchor. I may have some of my family and friends on, like I said in the beginning of the podcast. Think about having my uh, my best friend on, you know, we've been friends for a long time. He ain't got good sense, so I'm going to have to warn you before he even get on this freaking, on this freaking podcast. You know, he's still, he's still living in Brooklyn, he's still living in the hood. You know, hey, I'm going to let your imagination run on that, but I'm just saying, you know, he a piece of work, you know. And the man ain't always got good sense. And, you know, he ain't always got good sense. But maybe he'll put on some good sense, you know, once he know this podcast, go out to millions of people. Or maybe not. So we'll see how that goes. It'll be basically raw, rough, uncut, unedited. Because, quite frankly... That's David. It's David and uh, it's a lot of work to cut these uh, clips up into... Uh, to figure out what you don't want on the podcast and what you do want it. I say keep it real. Let it all be on there. Just let it all hang out. Let it all be rough and raw. Let it all be this real. And see where it goes. You know, who knows? I know me and Dave, we may get on an argument on the phone because he ain't got good sense. <laughs> and, you know, or he may get in an argument with me saying I ain't got good sense. And it is what it is. We've been doing that for 25 or more years. So, it's going to be alright. But today is a nice day. We're about to go downtown. And uh, do this job and chillax. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a Christmas holiday. We off. We don't have to go back to work until Monday. I could have recorded this podcast any day last week because... Or any yeah any day this week because we were off the whole week, but uh, it's Saturday and I usually try to get a recording in on Saturday. That's what I said at the beginning. So it's Saturday. So I guess uh, three out of eight ain't bad. Actually, it is. I'm just keeping it real. So maybe next year I get those every Saturday podcast in. It depends on if I'm working or not, you know. Most of the time I'll be working on Saturday, so uh, it's like, you know, 
take out 30 minutes of the day to make a 40 minute show. It depends on how I feel. So, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And share this podcast with your friends if you want or not. doesn't really matter to me. I'm just recording it because I said I would. And uh, now that's what I'm doing. So, I hope all y'all have a, a good holiday season. And a good new year. And uh, see you in 2020. Peace out. Peace in the Middle East. Rain in Spain. I'm out.